around the world, locally, with family and friends. House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you enjoy the viewing. And the epitome of everything. See, it's a little bit of everything in there. See, the first thing God got to do for all of us is let us know who we are and what he We're living in the midst of dangerous minds. Do you believe that? If you don't believe it, then look out at the Boston bombing, one of the most recent. We're living among dangerous minds. Look at the Jody Arias case. We're living among dangerous minds. You see? And it's getting more and more and more treacherous. So the question is, who can... I trust. Who can I trust to have my back? Who can you trust to have your back? The only one that you can really trust is God. The Bible says here that the men of Shechem, they were the men of low degree. This is what they did. They gathered together. Remember? They didn't assemble together. They gathered. All they did was came together. They weren't assembled together as one, but they gathered together. You see it there? Verse 6, it says, all the men of Shechem gathered together. Y'all reading the same Bible I'm reading? Amen. And all the house of Milo. Now, Milo is that place that's built up and full of rebellion. So what happened was all these people of low degree, what they did was they mounted together in a place called rebellion. And they made Abimelech, the man of sin, the man of treacherousy, they made him king. Y'all see it there in verse 6? Notice where they made him king at. By the plain of the pillar that was in where? Shechem. Now, Shechem is a place of rebellion. And these men that gathered together and anointed him king over them... <coughs> They were in that place called the plain. But right there at that plain, in other words, they were still in low degree. But right there at that plain was a pillar in Shechem. You see that word pillar there? That means it was a high rise. See, they had built a pillar, a high rise of a haughty spirit of rebellion. Right there in the place called Shechem. You see what, you see what they're doing here? But notice what they did. They kept themselves at a low degree on the plain. But they anointed him as the pillar. So he was the pillow of their rebellion. You see, that's what he was doing. So what we have here is a situation. And this situation brings us to verse 7, where Jotham, who was the only brother of Abimelech that escaped the slaughter. Jotham means God is perfect. Verse 7 says, and when they told it to Jotham, 
He went and stood. See, when Jotham heard what he had done, he already knew what he had done to his brother. Now he see that they have anointed him as king. Jotham went, he went, and he went and stood in the top of Mount Gerizim. The, Mount Gerizim is the place of circumcision. There are some things that has to be circumcised off of us. So he went and he stood in the top of this circumcision, this place where, where God does his circumcision. And he lifted up his voice and cried and he said, Hear, hearken unto me, ye, you men of Shechem, that God may hearken unto you. And this was the parable that he set forth. He said, look here. He said, the trees, that's them sinful people, Shechem, the people of Shechem. It says, you know, people of the world. The trees went forth on a time, look what they went to do, to anoint a king over them. And they said to the olive tree, now the olive tree is the anointing and the fatness and the brilliance of God. So they went, the people went to the anointed one and they asked him to rule and reign over us. But this is what the anointed olive tree said. But, verse 9 says, But the olive tree said unto them, Should I leave my fatness, wherewith by me they honor God and man, and go to be promoted over the tree? If a worldly church would come to me and ask me to reign over them as a pastor, do you think that I would leave my fatness to go to them? You see what's happening here? You see, I'm not going to leave what God has ordained me to and what God has placed in my hand to go. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to do it. I'd refuse it. You understand what I'm saying? Because in the end, I would lose. You see, by staying committed, by being right with God and doing what we need to God, see, we don't know what God has got for us on the other side, if you stick to your gun. Then they went to the fig tree. Ain't the fig tree next? Go down there. They went to the fig tree. They asked the fig tree the same thing. Now, the fig tree represents those that are ruling in purity. Now, watch what the fig tree says. Fig tree refuses to go there. He says that, verse 11, But the fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit? See, I'm looking at my good fruit. Should I forsake that? That's what he's talking about here. And my sweetness, the sweetness of this place. You know, should I forsake that for chaos? A bunch of hell raisers. Should I forsake, I mean, really? This is, this is what this is saying here. The fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit and go to be promoted over the trees, which is over the worldly church, the sinful church, the church that really just like to come and have a rock concert and play music and, you know, have a good time and then go on home. No word. No word. They even got them looking at them up on a screen now. No word. You, you, you know, how you, well, where the pastor at? How can you get to him? I need something I can touch, I can feel.
field, that'll pray with me when I got a problem, that'll call me and answer the phone when I need somebody to talk to me. You understand what I'm saying? I don't need something that's showing the image of the beast on a plastic thing called a television. I don't need that. So the fire, the fig tree said, should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit to go to be promoted over the trees? Then said the trees unto the vine. Now the vine represents the spirit. Come thou and reign over us. And the vine said unto them, should I leave my vine or my wine, which is my spirit, which cheereth what both God and man, does it not? And go to be promoted over the trees? Uh-oh. So it's done went and it's done tried to do everything. But as you go on down through there in verse 14, you'll see that it came to a place, to, to, to a thing called the bramble tree. See, now after it done, it couldn't get the anointed tree, and after it couldn't get the pure tree, and after it couldn't get the spiritual tree, now it's going to go and it's going to get the bramble tree, which is the sinful tree because bramble means thorn. And if you know anything about the thorn, over here in Genesis, the third chapter, it talks about how ain't nothing going to grow out of this ground but thorns and thistles. Why? Because of sin. So what they did was they went and got something that was compatible to them. See, that's the only thing that would concede so it would appear to what they wanted. But it's a trick. It's always a trick in sin. Listen to me. It's always a trick in sin. You see, now notice the vine didn't ask for nothing. It just simply refused. The fig tree didn't ask for nothing. It just simply refused the offer. The other tree didn't ask for nothing. It simply refused the offer, the olive tree. But look at the bramble tree in verse 15. It said, And the bramble said unto the trees, If in truth you anoint me king over you, then come and put your trust in my shadow. In other words, come put yourself in my darkness. Because I'm going to blind you, and I'm going to keep you. Because Jesus said, no man walketh in the darkness because he, don't, he stumbles if he does because he don't know where he's going. Now a shadow is dark. He says now, he puts a stipulation on them. He says now, now the other trees didn't put no stipulation. They simply didn't want to be bothered with it. But here come this sinful tree, this bramble tree, this thornful tree. First thing it does, it starts putting stipulations on your life. See, that's what sin does. Sin puts stipulations on our life. You see, all God asks for is for us to trust in him, but sin wants more. Sin always wants a little bit more. It's never satisfied. You give it a little bit, it's going to take some more. It won't more. I want more. They got, a little, they got a little commercial out. Like, I want more. I want more. A little chip. She's just pitiful. I want more. I want more. I want, and she's serious. The bramble bush requires for us to come under its dark, 
shade because it's got a thing for us. It's got something it wants us to do. Now watch what this thing does here. It says here, then come and put your trust in my shadow, verse 15, the middle part. Y'all see it? But then it says, it threatens them and says, but if you don't, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. You see, the cedars of Lebanon means whiteness or pureness. See that thing that God done cleaned up in you? Sin wants to get you to come up under its shadow and where if you don't obey what it wants you to do, it's going to burn you with lust. You see, when you refuse sin, lust becomes more and more prevalent. It wants you. It wants to take you to places that you really don't want to go. I'm tired of children being lied to. We can't lie to you. You got to understand that you got to understand. You got to come in fellowship with the power of the resurrection. You just can't be hollering, oh, Jesus was raised from the dead for me. No, do you know the power that raised him? Because that's the same thing that you're going to have to use to get you where you need to be. Amen. It's a difference. If you don't believe it, go to Philippians 3, I think 3.10. Oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. The power of it. Philippians 3.10. It's in the book. It's in the book. And the book is the book. So if you don't know the power, you got, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But I will beat the stomp, you know what, out of you. That's what the devil think about us. When we're going somewhere and we don't know our war strategy. Then God sent. Watch what God will do to you. Then God sent. Say, God sent it. An evil spirit. Oh, but God won't do this and God won't. Who are us to tell God what he'll do? Man, we done lost our mind. The book says in Isaiah, I think it's 45 verse 7, that I'm the Lord. I create light, darkness, good, and evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. I do all this. That's what God's words say. See, I'm breaking your religion. I'm just tearing that religion up. Tear it up. Let's get right with it. Let's get with the Bible. All this old false teaching out here about God. Let's get with the Bible. Bible said that God sent the evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. See, see, that's what God will do. God will send chaos between those that weren't assembled with you, but they gathered together with you. See, they never really were with you, no way. They were just gathered together. As long as it was, you know, everything was kosher. You know how it is. When everything going good, you know, everybody love you. But then when you got to do some things to straighten up some stuff, then no day. I, I, I can't stand him. <laughs> Ain't that what we do? And the men of Shechem, look what they did. Dealt, how did they deal? Treacherously with who? The very same one that they anointed king, they turned on him. Watch, who can I trust? Now you're getting the message now. Who can I trust? The very one that helped you rise to power or destroy you. Look at Jeremiah 17, 9. Who can I trust? 
It says that the heart is above deceit. It says desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can I trust? Jeremiah 17, 9. Look at Galatians 6, 7. It says, look here. Be ye for sure, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sow, that well shall a man reap. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. You see, what did Amimelech do, the man of sin? He went and killed his brothers and everything. Yeah, you live by the sword, you're going to die by it. See, see, he sowed those seeds. And because he sowed those seeds, now it's payday. The same ones that was with him is now, they're trying to deal treacherously with him. But that's what sin does. It sets us afire, don't it? <laughs> it burns you up. Make you want it, don't it? <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, y'all. <laughs> I didn't say what, what. I just said it make you want it, don't it? It could be anything. Now. See, you can't get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> but anyway. We see here that Abimelech, he loves setting things afire. And you go down through there and you read all about that. You read all about it. But see, that thing going to get him. Now, this is what he did. This is what old Abimelech did. Now, old Abimelech, he loved to get all his men together. And he put these wooden things on their back. And he oiled them down and set them afire, right? And they'll be, they had that torch on the back running with it like a log on fire. And whatever it is that they're going to burn up, see, that's what they approach and throw that log on it, right? All his men. I mean, five for because he got a lot of men with him now. Now watch what happens to him. See, 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 that's why God say, don't touch my anointed and do my prophets no harm. That's a dangerous thing. I'm going to show you why here in a minute. Just here in about three minutes. The word of God says here in Judges 9, verse 50. Watch this. Then went Abimelech, notice now he got these folk with this fire on their back, and he's made it to this place called Thebes. Y'all see it there in verse 50? Now, Thebes is the place of brightness. It's the light. And sin always wants to attack the light, does it not? It wants it. First thing you want to do, come under my shadow. Then went Abimelech to Thebes. That's, he went to the brightness of God and encamped against this light and then what? Took it. How many times has Satan and has sin taken your light from you? How many times have we gone back to the world and come back and then when we see one another again, including myself, you know what I'm saying? The glow gone for a minute until we get all back up. You understand what I'm saying? See, that's, that's what happens here. See, he comes, he comes to this place of the bears. That's what sin does. It comes to that place of the light. Encamps it, and then he takes it. But this is what he didn't know. I want to show you something in here, and we're going to be finished. He takes, because he doesn't realize what it is that he's dealing with. Verse 51 says, but thou, that word but is a conjunction. But there, he didn't know this, but there was a, what kind of tower? Within the city. 
I want you to go over here to Proverbs 18.10. Go there. Proverbs 18.10. See, he didn't realize what was that. Proverbs 18.10. When we get there, say that. Everybody there? I really need you to see this. Verse 10 said, the name of the Lord is a what kind of tower? Strong tower. Say it. And as a high wall, I bet, and, and the righteous do what? And is what? Watch what the people of the bears do. Watch what the people of light do when sin is chasing them. Watch what they do. They run to that strong tower, which is the name of who? The Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the Bible says. And the righteous run to it. And they is safe. That's what the words say. See, that, now that's word now. Now I trust the word. I don't battle with the word. The word say it, that's it. I don't care how I feel, how I think. If God's word say it, it's done. It's done deal. I don't care what I've been taught. If I see it, if you, that's why I teach you this. I don't pull stuff out the air. I pull stuff out of here. Big difference. Let me say it again. TV land. I don't pull things out the air. I pull things out of here. But there was a strong tower, verse 51. Back over here in Judges 9, verse 51. But there was a strong tower. And we know that tower is the name of the Lord, right? And that's where we run to. Within the city. And we know that the city is an encounter, right? So when you have an encounter with the light of God, guess what? You have an encounter with that strong tower. You got it. Now, watch what happens here. Because sin is running after him. And thither fled all the who? Didn't Proverbs 18.10 say the righteous are running to it and be safe? What did they do? They ran well into the strong tower. Did they not? You got it? Why did they run into it? Because sin was trying to take the light from them. You got to recognize what's being done to you, when it's being done to you, and you got to run like you know what. If I didn't have visitors in the house, I'd just tell it to you like it is. <laughs> I'd just tell it to you like it is. Said so it ran, all the men and women. And they all, and all of the city that were in that encounter with light and shut it to them. And Notice, they just didn't run into the strong tower, but look what they did. They got them down. <laughs> they went up, didn't they? To the top, I tried to trick you. To the top of the tower. You see what they did? See, when, when sin, and I'm teaching me too this morning now, when sin is on our back and chasing us, trying to take the light from us, what we got to do is we've got to learn to run into that strong tower. In other words, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's real. That's real. See, in that light that we have, when Jesus said we are the children of light and we are the light of the world, in that light there is that strong tower. We got to know what's in there. Now, Abimelech, the man of sin, he didn't know what was in there. He didn't know it. 
He didn't know that the Lord was up in there with a woman. And we're gonna, we, we know that woman will. We're going to break it all down to you. Don't worry about it. And when he ran up to that wall, these people, they ran in to the tower, but they just didn't stay. In other words, they ran into the church, but they just didn't stay on that low level. They didn't stay on that first grade level of teaching. They went up. <laughs> Hallelujah. They went up. But in order to go up, you got to have somebody that can build a stairway so you can get up. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. All right? You can't do it on your own. So, 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 so now they went up to the top of the tower. Because how many of y'all know the higher you go, the more you see? Yeah. And the more you see, the less you bothered by this stuff. Because yeah. folks start dropping off when you're going high. Oh, you don't hear me. I say, folks, start dropping off when you're going high. Because, see, they wasn't with you in the beginning. See, what they do is they were waiting around waiting until you die. But because God said that I'm going to be the one to determine whether you fail or whether you stand, it ain't in another man's hand whether you stand or whether you fall. It's in God's hand as to whether you stand or whether you fall. You see, sometimes we forget that. We ought not forget what God is doing for us. We ought not forget that because what God is doing for us, man can't do it for us. Man don't care. To, who can I trust? Who can I trust? Who can I trust? A Rolex? No, can't trust that. Can't trust. This ain't nothing but a watch with a man's name on it. And it'll break just like anything else. Can't put my trust in that. So who can I trust? Who? God. The strong tower. See, they ran in there. Now watch what happened. When they ran in there. When they ran up in there, when they ran up in there, these people, they ran to the top of the tower, J Judges 9, verse 51. And verse 52 said, And Abimelech came unto the tower. Uh-oh. See, he didn't know what he was fooling with. Came to the tower. He fought against it. Uh-huh. You know, well, he fighting against God, wasn't he? And he went hard. Look what he went. He went hard to the what? Well, who's the door? Look over here in John. Let's just break it all the way down. John 10, 9. Who the door? Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the door. If you come in and get saved, not only will I save you, but you will go out and in and find pastor. In other words, I'm going to take care of you if you run to this tower. If you just come up in here on this strong tower, you see. So what did he do? He was trying to get inside the door. But he didn't know Jesus was the door. 